Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the one, the only, Brandon Swice Watson. Hey, hey, hey. And we are back here on the Primetime Podcast, here to bring another jam-packed week of college football, week three. And before we get into everything, Brandon, you have to tell me, you were actually at a D1 college football game this week, although you're fighting Irish. I almost said fighting Illini. That's my fighting Illini. You're fighting Irish couldn't pull it out against the basketball school no no they sure couldn't uh it was a it was a good game in the sense of it being close throughout but it, it was not a game that the irish should have lost uh but unfortunately because of their loss because of not just in this game but the poor defensive play to start this season uh brian van gorder went bye-bye well, and I, I bring them up very sneakily because the first thing we are going to talk about is the dismissal or the firing, I should say, of Les Miles from LSU. And one coach we could be talking about on the hot seat if he loses a few more games is Senor Brian Kelly, maybe, from Notre Dame. That would mean Les Miles' name would pop up in all of those head coaching searches if that did happen. But Les Miles fired from LSU. Let's get it from you. I was absolute, well, not absolutely shocked because I felt like this might have happened last year, probably was going to happen last year, but I was shocked that it happened now three or four games into the college football season. What did you think when you heard the news Les Miles was fired from the Tigers? I was shocked when last season I was watching the end of the Notre Dame-Stanford game, watching the Irish lose a heartbreaker to Stanford and not going to the college football playoff, to then see the postgame where the breaking news was Les Miles will return as LSU head coach next season. That's when I was shocked. That's when most people were shocked. And I think that there's a lot of people around LSU who probably aren't happy with this move right now because I think that so many people, players especially, have have and had such respect for Les Miles that they would have wanted him, if anything, gone last year, not the way that it happened this year, not to even be able to finish out a season mm-hmm. and then be fired. Not even in the middle of the season. We're not even at the midpoint of the season yet, and he's already gone. I think that... There were a lot of factors playing into this. They lost just a heartbreaker at Auburn, but the problem is— Probably should have won. But what I'm saying is that the problem is is that it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Mm -hmm. When you're playing Auburn, you're at Auburn, you're LSU. You're supposed to be a powerhouse team, and right now they weren't living up to that, and I know that that's a lot of pressure on a program that is known for being very good. Also— in the last five contests against Alabama, zero wins and five losses. 
Yeah, and I mean, this kind of smelled like, but before I get into that, the Auburn game, I know that my eyes saw that, okay, didn't get the snap off in time, but that's one of those things where if you had a competent quarterback, because I know from watching Big Ten football and watching Danny Etling, he's not a competent quarterback. He probably should have had some more urgency you would have been able to get off that play, would have been able to have the spectacular catch in the corner of the end zone. You're walking off winning that game. We're having a different story. We're not even talking about this. But when I when I thought about it, like, okay, Les Miles is fired, my thought process was, well, this should have happened. Like you said, this should have happened last year. And when you're thinking about it, you're like, well, why wouldn't it have happened last year to force them to do it now. And a lot of the stories, a lot of the experts are saying that originally last year, that how the storyline was going to go, Les Miles was going to get fired. Jimbo Fisher was going to be hired. He was going to leave Florida State and go to LSU. But there are experts saying on ESPN that, hey, you know what? Jimbo Fisher heard the reports. People started reporting about it. Kind of got scared and said, nope, nope, I'm not going to LSU. I'm staying with Florida State. I'm not going to the Tigers. And it kind of put the Tigers in a hard spot where they kind of had to bring Les Miles back because who who were they going to go get at that time? Who were they going to go and get? There weren't really any options out there for them. I mean, the Fedoras had already gone to um, the Virginia Techs and the pits and the just new coaches going everywhere from the smaller schools. But now you look at it and I mean, right now Ed Orgeron is now taking over. If I'm an LSU fan, I don't like, well, I'm going to say, yeah, I don't like that because I remember what Orgeron did as his, I believe it was the interim also with the USC Trojans didn't do so hot. So, it's one of those things where I know Ed Orgeron has the capability to, not capability, that's the wrong word. He has the possibility to win the job and kind of earn that full-time kind of status. I don't think he's going to, and LSU is going to be searching for a new head coach after this season. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that they're definitely going to be searching for a new head coach at the end of the season because LSU isn't a team... I. I, I, I you know, pardon me, but Ed Orgeron, I don't think, is a name that's going to, I don't think, blow anyone out of the water. I think that what No disrespect LS, to Ed. It's not a sexy name. But it's also not a name that people know. For LSU and LSU fans, that LSU base, they want to go after someone who is a hot name. They want to go after the mm-hmm. hot ticket. They need to get energy mm-hmm. breathed back into that program. And they need to go after someone who's got an offensive mind. Because right now, everything I'm hearing out of LSU, it's because of the stubborn headedness. And that's part of an ESPN article Mm -hmm. line. The stubborn headedness of Les Miles is the reason why he got fired. Because he wanted to run, 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 run the football. He didn't want to change. He didn't want to branch out. And that's also why Cam Cameron left, too. Not left. He was also fired. And Ed mm-hmm. Orgeron was actually the one who got rid of him. He did not choose to keep him. He left. He got rid of him. 
It's because Cameron went right along with what Miles wanted to do with running the football. Jimbo Fisher, it seems like, has been the only one who has wanted to creatively do things differently with the offense. Someone needs to come in here to LSU. They need to be able to do more things offensively. They also need to try and go after some different recruits. Mm -hmm. You might be able to fit in to an offense where you spread not so much hard nose running because as good as Leonard Fournette is and as good as we saw him last season, what I think we've seen from him... Well, he ain't going to be there next year. But but what I'm saying mm-hmm. is right now, yeah. what I think we've seen from him is some wear and tear after last year and how much he ran the football last year. He's not the same back this year. But then again, people could say, well, neither is Nick Chubb. Well, neither is you know this person or that person. I agree. But I think that LSU doesn't have a whole lot of other options outside of him. My opinion may be unpopular, but do you want to hear my opinion for who should come in and be the new head coach of the LSU Tigers Ricky, next you year? You know I want to hear your opinion. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is the guy you hire because, I mean, I'm looking at a list right now on ESPN where there are star-studded names that this Tiger team can go after. They can try to get Tom Herman from Houston. They can still try to get Jimbo Fisher. They could still try to get him from Florida State. You got Lane Kiffin in Alabama. Some are saying Gary Peterson, Bobby Petrino's a name that's been thrown out with how well he's been doing in Louisville. And then there are some people throwing out Art Bryles' name because he's a coach that's kind of sitting there not doing anything. I'm looking at these list of these six names, and I think Lane's your guy. And I know everybody just went, well, Ricky, just Go back to what he did with Tennessee. Go back with what he did with USC. He didn't do that great as a head coach. Why would you want him to be your head coach? I think this is how I'm looking at it is there's only three guys in this discussion. There's Tom Herman. There's Jimbo Fisher. There's Lane Kiffin. Tom Herman, I think he's going to stay with Houston because guess what? I think Houston's getting invited to the Big 12. I think that's happening sooner rather than later. Jimbo Fisher, I don't think he leaves Florida State. If he didn't leave last year, why would he leave this year? Now, I know you might be saying, well, Ricky, Florida State got blown out by Louisville. He might think that grass is greener on the other side in the SEC. That may be true, but I look at Lane Kiffin, a guy who, want, to me, would want to redeem himself as a head coach, is a smart offensive mind, and what Oh, how would you feel? LSU Tiger fans, you speak to me right now. How good would it feel to steal the offensive coordinator from Bama right from Nick Saban and have the student beat the master? Basically say, we took your offensive coordinator and now he's beating you. Would that probably happen? Probably not. Nick Saban's a really fucking good head coach and he's got Sarkeesian right there to take Lane Kiffin's spot. Oh, wait, that's right. Nick Saban knew this was going to happen and hired Sarkeesian so LSU couldn't. And then if they wanted to hire Lane Kiffin, he is an offensive coordinator. I think Lane Kiffin's the guy. I think you go with him. He knows the conference. He is a smart offensive mind, and he wants to redeem himself as head coach. Who do you think they should go with? Well, I want to first say why I don't think that your your Lane Kiffin uh, – 
suggestion is the best pick here. I, I don't think it's the best pick because I think that, yes, you, you said it. I mean, Lane has not proved to be all that great as a head coach. Has he been awful? No, he has not. certainly not been the worst head coach ever. No. In 2010, when he was with USC, he coached them to 8-5. and five. Of course, they were ineligible for anything after that. 2011, 10-2. Very good. In 2012, it started to not go so well, 7-6. and six. In 2013, well, that was just really not good. 4-7 and seven in his, his last 11 games. It was, it was really bad. It was really bad for, for Lane Kiffin. Um, I, I think that what's really, what's really funny um, is that guess who took over for Kiffin and led the team to a 6-2 and two finish? In Ed 2013, Orgeron. yeah, yeah, Ed that, that was the year so, I was talking about when Ed Orgeron was another interim head that's, coach. That's just, I think that's just hilarious. But I don't think that Lane leaves to go to LSU. Reason being, it's just like I don't think Nick Saban should ever leave his job with Alabama. You have brought that to be something special, and you are good at it. And Lane Kiffin. You've got to understand your strengths and you've got to understand your weaknesses. Lane Kiffin's strengths? Offense. He knows offense. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He is very good as an offensive coordinator. His weaknesses, everything else. He's just not that good, I don't think, overall as a head football coach. Here's the thing, though, and here's the big difference between Lane Kiffin, USC. I'll go USC because that was his most recent head coaching job. There's a main difference between USC Lane Kiffin and the Lane Kiffin we see today. Who has he been able to work under for the last few seasons? Nick Saban. And if I go to, and I this isn't a rock-solid case, but I think it's a pretty good case. If I look at some of the coaches that are head coaches right now from the Nick Saban coaching tree... Mark Dan and Tony, and Tony Ellis, pardon me, doing a pretty good job with Michigan State. Jimbo Fisher, doing a pretty good job with Florida State. You got Jason Garrett. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's just in the NFL right now. You've got Scott Linehan. You've got Jim McElwain. You've got Muschamp, Mike Malarkey, Dan Quinn, Pat Shermer, Kirby Smart. There are guys in this coaching tree I have not said, but I look at this list of coaching, like, the Nick Saban coaching tree, and I think Lane's got to have picked up something. He's got to have picked up something that maybe Nick Saban does, maybe picked up on how Nick Saban works, how he creates that culture, because whatever head coach comes into LSU, that's what they're going to have to do first. They're going to have to create a culture. Look at Tom Herman. This is why Tom Herman is second on my list. Look at what he did in Houston. Stepped in, created a culture, got the kids to buy in, and look at this. Now we're talking college football playoff shockers for Houston this year. Give me your pick, though. Who is the new head coach for Louisville? If you're the AD, who are you hiring? For Louisville? For LSU. You know what I meant. I know what you meant, but I just wanted to correct you on that. (laughs) because I I, I didn't want to. I got a future topic on the mind. Didn't want to confuse the listeners. 
Uh, I I say that your your number one your number one person who you're going after is Jimbo Fisher, and why do I say that is because that's who you wanted to go after last season. Mm-hmm. Stick with that. You want to go after Jimbo Fisher, and I, I think that that Jimbo Fisher you can look at his track record with his quarterbacks. It's been pretty good. I, I think that especially you you look at Jameis Winston, EJ Manuel, EJ Manuel. Nah, it didn't work out in the NFL, but, but it worked out in college. That's it worked, all that matters. But it worked out. Honestly, that is all that matters yep. right now. EJ Manuel, Jameis Winston, and you look right now at uh, uh, DeAndre Francois. Francois, who is who has done a a very good job. I think for kind of got blown out by Louisville, but we'll, we'll let that slide. Ricky, come, <laughs> come on, man. That that makes that has nothing to do with anything. Because just saying, I called team, it. Just saying I called it, Ricky, Brandon. You call it the sun comes up in the morning, but you're the only one. No one else can call that. I think for Lane Kiffin right now, again, I just want to go back to that, is that look at uh, you know other head coaching stints. He couldn't coach in the NFL. He couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, it was coaching the Raiders at that time. They were very bad. But I think that Lane Kiffin, is, is, he's found his niche. He has found his niche. And I think that that's where he should stay. Mm-hmm. I don't think that LSU, one, should go after him. I can I can see where you want to go after him because he was able to make Jake Coker good. Um, I I think that right now, who did you want to go after last year? You wanted to go after Jimbo Fisher. Then go get there him. was a reason. Go get your man. Don't try and play these games. Just go get your man. And guess what? Jimbo Fisher would be a huge name to bring over to LSU. I think that would help to re-energize the fan base because you'd be getting a name who has a proven track record behind him. Do you think there's any chance Tom Herman's a guy they look for and seriously try to court to come there? Oh, I think Tom Herman could definitely be a serious guy that they look at to come in there, but I don't think Tom Herman wants to would, leave. would do that. I mean, he's building a powerhouse right now. Why would he want to leave in his second season when there's so much more going on for Houston? It ain't going to happen. I think that bottom line, though, the three of uh, Herman, Fisher, and Lane Kiffin, those are the three you have to target because – both of which came under Nick Saban, two of which know that SEC. Well, actually, fuck it. All three of them can coach in the SEC, two of them with Nick Saban in the SEC. Tom Herman was a product of Urban Meyer. Where did Urban Meyer used to coach? Oh, yeah, that's right, the SEC. It all circles back to that SEC roots. And where is LSU located in the SEC, if you didn't know? But we're going to move on before we do. You got something to say? You got one last thing to say, Brandon? Yeah. I, I think that... <laughs> like, yeah, I do. I, I do. <laughs> I, I really do. Well, I, one thing that I, I want to say is that... Here, here's one thing. Uh, Patrick Peterson, mm-hmm. who plays a cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals, the struggling Arizona Cardinals, he he was a coveted prospect coming out uh, of, of uh, high school. And he went to LSU, and that's mm-hmm. where he played. And he said, quote, if I had to do it all over again, I'd go back and play for Coach Miles every time, end quote. And then, quote, he's always going to be there for you no matter what, end quote. It, no matter what happened with the record for Les Miles or anything like that there at LSU, couldn't beat Alabama in, in, you know, in the last five matchups against them. He took care of his players. He was a player's coach, that's for sure. And that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge because as, as much as the head coach needs to be able to do his job, the players need to be able to do, the, to do theirs, and they need to be able to do it under a head coach that supports them in what they're doing. That's huge. Les Miles will also have himself a new job next season. Well, and this is where you guys let us know. Down below in the comment section, who do you think LSU is going to hire? What did you think when you heard the news about Les Miles? And one thing that we didn't talk about, we're probably going to talk about in the future, 
And I'm going to ask you guys now so we can get your comments in that segment. Where do you think Les Miles is going to go now that he is basically a free agent? Let us know down in the comments section. But Brandon, we got to move on. We're going into from the SEC to the ACC. And we kind of talked about this before we got into our rankings talk last week. And it's time to go Louisville-Clemson. It is Louisville-Clemson week number, and I'm using our rankings. I'm looking at our rankings. Number two, Louisville. Number one vote because of me. I voted them number You're one. You're nuts. It was you, Mark, and Sean voted Alabama. I had LSU, or not LSU, Louisiana, or Louisville. Louisville, is that, is that what one. you're trying to say? I had them at number one. Clemson, number five in our rankings. Brandon, we are now a week closer to this game. Are we in sight for the ACC Atlantic title game this weekend in Clemson? Yeah, we probably are. Louisville, Clemson, both 4-0. and Florida State already has that loss, 3-1 and to Louisville. Louisville's going to win this game, though. Louisville's going to win this game. I think so we're both on the same side. Louisville is going to end up winning that Atlantic side of the ACC. Then we just see who wins on the Coastal side right now. I think it's looking probably like North Carolina will get it. But the reason I say that Louisville's that Louisville's going to win this game today is because I just don't, I still don't feel it for Clemson right now. You beat Georgia Tech. 26 to 7. You only put up 26 points. I just I I don't I don't know because Louisville has continued to impress everybody because it seems like no matter who they play, they put up a ton of points. 70, 62, 63 and 59 respectively. This is not going to be as close of a game mm-hmm. as everyone thinks. I truly think that. Then again, just go and look at all of my my picks that I've had the last couple of weeks. I don't know a fucking thing. <laughs> hey. You know, because I've been really struggling go, in those. Go back to last week. Didn't do so well. Go back to two weeks ago when I was 5-0. and oh. I want to recapture that magic this week. But to me, that Louisville-Florida State game, that was the not only the best game for Louisville, the most important game because... If that game is close, let's say they win, but if that game is close, everybody's saying, oh, look at Louisville. They can blow out the easy guy. Can't blow out the tough guy. You look at this schedule. You said it, Brandon. They can blow out anybody. And you look at the four games, two on the road, two at home. They'll beat you in Louisville. They'll beat you in your house. They'll beat you in the, in the morning. They'll beat you in the evening. They might even beat you before summer summertime. Or supper time. That's what I was trying to say. See, I screwed up my own joke. They'll, screwed they'll up my own joke. beat you before summertime at supper time. And you can help. Basically, hamburger helper all over the field. And to me, the main reason why, the reason why they win all these games, Lamar Action Jackson. I mean, last week, I know what you're saying. Well, Ricky, it was Marshall. Ricky, it was Marshall. Well, Ricky, slow your roll. They played Marshall. Seven total touchdowns two on the ground five through the air and this kid continues to impress I think that Clemson and to me Deshaun Watson better bring his a game because if he brings anything lower than his a game Jackson's gonna run all over Clemson because mainly there are two guys that Clemson is missing 
this year on the defensive side. And Shaq Lawson and Kevin Dodd, they're both uh, playing big boy football in the NFL, if you guys didn't know that. But basically, that is why I, I just think Lamar Jackson, he makes his team go. Without him, this Louisville team would be nothing. And he's the key for why they're going to win against Clemson because I don't think Deshaun Watson has it in him to play up to that level because right now, Lamar Jackson, we haven't seen, we have not seen a low level from him. And I know what you're saying. Well, Ricky, he's only thrown one touchdown pass against Syracuse and Florida State. Yeah, but then look at his running numbers. He ran for four touchdowns in both of those games. So, oh, you're going to take away the passing lane? He'll beat you with his legs. Oh, you're going to take away his legs? He'll throw six tutties on you. How do you like that, Charlotte? That's why I, I, I got Louisville. I'm riding the Louisville train all the way to the playoffs, it seems like. If they go undefeated and they win the ACC, there's no reason why they shouldn't be in the playoff. I agree. I agree. I, I, I right now... Completely think Clemson fans hate us right now. By the way, I hope you know that. I, I, I but I, I get that. I mean, I, <laughs> I get that. But, but that I don't care. I don't care because I'm, I, I'm looking at what has happened. What has happened in both of these teams' seasons? And Clemson has kind of had an up and down ride, and we're only four <laughs> weeks through the season. They've had one to me one good game, and you guys know, you guys know how much I bitched about this last week. Yeah, you blew out South Carolina State. Whoop-de-doo, 59, almost at 53, 59 to nothing. At Auburn, 19-13. At home against Troy, 30-24. to On the road at Georgia Tech, kind of a blowout, 26-7, but you should have scored more than 26 on this Georgia Tech team. This Clemson team, I don't know. I don't know if we overhyped them. I don't know. If we automatically thought, hey, they're going to be just as good as they were last year, the one thing I might tell you is this team could have a national championship kind of hangover. And that is for sure. Because I I look at this team and I go, you are not the same team that I saw last year make the college football playoff, go to the national title game, and then kind of compete. With, I say kind of because... I knew Alabama had the game in the bag the entire way. I knew they were going to win watching it with Brandon Swanee Swanson in my uh, in my living area. But it's one of those things where I look at this Clemson team and I go, you are not the same Clemson team that I saw last year. You're not that same team. And this Louisville team is just that they've looked so good. And is there a chance, like Clemson fans, I'm going to speak to you for a second. Is there a chance that you win this game? Of course. The main reason, you're at home. You are at home against this team. It is one of the things on my bucket list, I think I've said this in the past, I want to go to a game at Clemson. I want to feel that pregame energy of, like, watching it on TV, I kind of get goosebumps. I don't know about you, Brandon. Watching the team kind of circle the stadium going up the hill. They get to the top. They come out of the buses. They all get to the top, and then they just kind of stampede right down the hill, touching that rock. I want to experience that. If, if anyone wants to give me Clemson tickets one day, you can send them to P.O. Box, blah, blah, blah. We'll set up a P.O. Box for you guys. I would love to go to a Clemson game. That's on my bucket list. 
It is. It's on my bucket list, Brandon. Well, that's good. Brandon's like, well, I hope he can take me because I would like to go too. I, I think, though, that when we look at these two teams, it's who really can stop Lamar Jackson. And I don't think that there's too many people right now who believe that he can be stopped. I mean, I, I'm not u- using anything new. He, he's video game good. And I think that that's the thing. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole point mm-hmm. is that he is, he is good in so many aspects. He can beat you through the air. He can beat you with his legs. He is so good all the way around because in that game against in that game against Florida State, he only threw for 212 yards and a touchdown with an interception. Mm-hmm. But then he tacked on 17 carries for 146 yards and four TDs. Mm-hmm. Smile in, on my face. Insane. It's insane. And I don't believe that Clemson's team no matter how well prepared they are, are going to be ready for this. And I just don't know if what happens with with where Clemson's mindset has been at points already mm-hmm. this season, again, through only four games of the year. What happens if they're down? What happens if they're down in this game? What happens if they're down by two scores? Do they have it in them to fight back? I don't know. I actually don't think so. This game is more important for, and I I don't think this is a huge stretch to say this, this game is more important for Deshaun Watson than it is for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is putting his name on the map. Guess what? He can't even come out this year. We're going to see him next year in college football. Deshaun Watson, you want to show me that you are a top five pick in the NFL draft? You want to show me that you are number one capable? Because guess what? The Chicago Bears could have that number one pick, and some would say they need a quarterback. So you may be drafted by a team that needs a quarterback. He's got to win this game. I think if Deshaun Watson loses this game, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it a little bit. If he loses it close, which all indications say that he won't because Louisville doesn't play opponents close, then, okay, cool, fine. He showed what he was made of. But if he gets blown out in this game, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the scouts and even us start going, hmm, is he really worth a top 10, top 5 pick in this NFL draft? Because eventually, you got to start thinking about that if you're Deshaun Watson. i got to start playing up to help my draft stock. And the one thing I was going to ask, Brandon, to kind of put a kibosh on all this with everything we've seen from Lamar Jackson, I think this may be a, when I say stupid question, I mean it is like a no-brainer. Everyone's going to say the same answer, but I'm going to say it anyways. Do you think at the end of the year, Lamar Jackson is hoisting the Heisman Trophy and Christian McCaffrey is sitting in that front row again, not winning a thing? If Lamar Jackson continues this pace, yeah, there's no doubt. Right now, I think that a lot of people have already crowned him as the Heisman. And that's what people do. You know, it's early. But then again, guess what? That's what they did for Leonard Fournette last year. Oh, Leonard Fournette had and then he got five, shut down Leonard by Fournette Alabama. had five one hundred plus yard games or two hundred yard plus games and, and touchdowns and and oh, they crowned him. They crowned him the MVP of the season, the Heisman winner, everything. And then Everything went wrong with LSU. Just so people know, because you guys can't see, this is on a video podcast. I'm raising my hand because that was me last year. 
crowned crowned Leonard Fournette, greatest running back since Adrian Peterson, going to win the Heisman, going to be number one overall. Yeah, you see how that turned out. Didn't turn out in my favor, as the Hunger Games would say. I'm just, I, I'm at, whenever I watch a Louisville game this season, I'm in awe. I am absolutely in awe because of what Lamar Jackson can do. And I hope that, I hope it's one of those things where we get to watch it more and more and more because it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch this Louisville team. And it looks like they're having fun. Well, it's easy to, duh, Ricky, you're going to have fun if you're winning games. But it ju- it just looks fun. It just looks fun watching this team and the smiles you see on their faces. I can't wait. I wish I could re- right, fast forward right now to this Louisville-Clemson game. But before we move on, we got a Big Ten matchup to talk about. Is there anything we missed in this Louisville-Clemson discussion? I don't think so, but I do I do want to see how Deshaun Watson comes out and plays in this one. Because if he comes out like the Deshaun Watson that we saw last year, mm-hmm. this is gonna be a lot closer game than anyone thinks. Mm-hmm. But right now everyone's focused on everyone's focused and, 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 and maybe this is part maybe this is a good thing for Deshaun Watson because mm-hmm. what did he say earlier in the season? That he was I, I think that he was too focused on, on what the media was saying and, and, and all the hype for him. I don't want to be Hold a on. dual threat quarterback. Hold on. Yeah, you're right. That was part of it. But the hype for him is all gone. No one mm-hmm. is talking about Deshaun Watson anymore. They're all talking about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And right now, this could be the best time for Deshaun Watson because it's not about him. It's about Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson can make it about him that day. If he beats him. That's going to be. No. If 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 Deshaun Watson can make it about him with his play, that's going to be the big storyline. Honestly, I think this game could be better for Deshaun Watson for the fact that he doesn't have that pressure on his shoulders mm-hmm. right now. I don't think there's too many people who expect Clemson to win. I'm certainly not one of those who expect them to win, but I'm just saying if Deshaun Watson comes out and plays like he did last season when he was just so relaxed. So poised, Clemson will win. This is where you guys come in. And if you guys want to know why we're not making a pick for this game right now, you got to go onto our YouTube channel, watch our picks video that should be up by the time this YouTube video comes out. If you're listening to this day one on Blog Talk Radio, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow when that video comes out. Our picks for week five, where we are definitely picking this game, both me and Brandon will be giving who we are going to have win. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down in the comment section, who do you got winning? What do you think is going to happen? Let us know what you think about any of the stuff that we said. And this is where we move on into our last discussion. And Brandon, I I got, I got to apologize to uh, to a fan base. And that fan base would be, the Wisconsin Badgers, because uh, in our picks video last week, I was not too kind to this fan base. I believe the exact phrase I used when sa- saying that Michigan State would win is I believe I said they not a chance, not a chance. Wisconsin wins this game. And uh, well, well, let, let's put it this way. Uh, th- there was a huge chance that uh, they won that game game 
And yeah, it wasn't pretty. And yeah, I Badger fans, I underestimated you guys for now a second week this season. The first week being the LSU game. And uh, you guys proved me wrong. So whenever we're picking uh, Wisconsin games, I don't know if I can pick against them. I guess you'll have to see. But what are you seeing from this Badger team that makes them so special? I don't know. They're just shot like there's. I don't know. They're shocking the world because one of the, I, and I'm being honest with you because I, I I really I can't put I cannot put my finger on anything. I know that sounds awful. It's like mm-hmm. Brandon, you're the one who's supposed to be able to tell us. <laughs> I don't know because this Wisconsin team is an interesting team, and I think that the reason I say that they're such an interesting team is for the fact that look at look at how they played just two weeks ago against Georgia State. Mm-hmm. It didn't look too good. It didn't look good at all, in fact. But then look at how they come out and they play against this Michigan State Spartan team. Absolutely incredible performance. And I I think that a lot of it has been their defense. Because if you look at Hornybrook, he only had 195 yards and a touchdown. They only had 50, I shouldn't say they only had 55 yards on the ground, but their leading rusher, Hogan Bawale, only had 55 yards. Peavy only had 96 yards in receptions, mm-hmm. four catches for 96 yards. It's his defense. It's his defense. You just held down a Michigan State team to six points when they had scored, what was it? 36 points the week before against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's Notre Dame. They're giving up points to everyone and their mom this year. But I think that's impressive. I think it's the defense for the Wisconsin Badgers. I think what the Badgers are doing right now is exactly, I think it's exactly what Big Ten football is. Defense. Defense, defense, defense. And I think that that's why they are seeing this success that they've seen this season. Look at what they did in week one. Yes, an, an, an LSU team. Because And then the reason I keep saying this is because I feel like I have to say this because everyone's going to come in, well, that's an LSU team that's not very good this year. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay? <laughs> is that how they sound? That's exactly how they sound. That's exactly how they sound. But I, <laughs> I think that, it. it's yes, yes, LSU may not be that good this year, but guess what? You played a ranked opponent in LSU. Mm-hmm. You held them to 14 points. You had just enough to win. It's been defense this season for Wisconsin. You take a look at in every single one of their games. Akron, 10 points. Georgia State, they didn't look pretty, but they held them to 17. Six to Michigan State. I just think that right now for Wisconsin, what is it? It's their defense. Because offense, it's nothing, it's nothing showy. It's nothing spectacular. It's the defense for the Badgers. I'm glad you brought up defense because I know a little bit ago I said, hey, well, whenever we pick a Wisconsin Badger game, I don't know if I could pick against the Badgers. Guess what, Badgers? You're not going to have a good. You're not going to have a good time this week. Or Ricky doesn't think you are because who are you going up against? The Khakis and the Michigan Wolverines. And one of the things, if you guys want to go and check it out on our YouTube channel. I was able to talk to defensive lineman Mo Hurst from the Michigan Wolverines and this new look Michigan team. And when I say that, yeah, you're like, well, Ricky, they still have Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, new 
new defensive coordinator coming in from Boston College, and this defense has looked good. This Michigan team has looked good. A team which is fourth, fourth, jumped the Clemson Tigers in our college top 25 this week after beating Penn State 49, 49-10. They're a Michigan Wolverine team that scores 52 points per game. That's about, what, 22 better than what the Badgers do. They're averaging 468 total yards per game. They're throwing it. They're running it. But I'm glad you said defense. But there is one, because there is one guy, one guy I'm looking at on this defensive side of the ball and kick return side of the ball for Michigan. And I think he's going to be a huge, huge playmaker in this game. That's Jabril Peppers. This kid has come out his junior year and... Not only has he had 30 tackles thus far in just four games. He had 45 all of last year, folks, and that was 12 games. He's had 30 tackles in 30 tackles and 22 of them are solo. That is just astonishing. 7.5 tackles for loss. This kid, this kind of like linebacker, defensive back, kind of hybrid, this star kind of uh, defensive position guy, He's going to be key for this team. And not only can he kill you on defense, he'll kill you in the return game. And that's exactly where he killed Penn State, where he went and scored a touchdown on them. And, oh, wait, not just defense and special teams. He'll even play offense for you. He can do that, too, where he has, he he had, what, 24 rushing yards? He averaged 12 yards on attempt last week against Penn State. He is going to be a big key and I don't know if this Badger team can stop them. I don't know if they can. They'll, they'll have to prove me wrong again, maybe third time's a charm. Maybe I'll be right this time. I think that this is going to be a huge game for both teams. Uh, Michigan is, has shown that they are a, a very good team, and I think that clearly Wisconsin has also showed that they are a very good team this year as well. One thing that I'm interested in, in scene is you and, and Ricky, I, I know you I know you remember mm-hmm. it was against Colorado that Michigan got off to a very slow start. I think they were down what twenty one to nothing or twenty one to game three or something like with, that. Uh, Dave and Rankin. It was it wasn't good. No. So I think that if the Wisconsin defense can come in and slow down this Michigan Wolverine offense early and maybe have a little bit of offense going, I think that Wisconsin could find a way to pull the upset. That's the one thing I will say with the Badgers. You look at their points scored from their opponents, 14, 10, 17, and 6. I think this is the one where if you're going to have, like, if you're going to beat Michigan, I think you're going to have to score a ton of points. And, I mean... Can the Badgers do it? Yeah, they've scored 54, but that was against Akron. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, Ricky, they just scored 30 against Michigan State. Yeah, but we we didn't see a shootout. That was pretty much a Michigan State team that didn't really they, they didn't really score. They didn't really get anything going on offense. And, I mean, the good thing for Wisconsin coming into this game is the quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines, this is his first year 
with the team where you got Spates. This is his first year where I believe he's the transfer that they got from from Houston. And this is something where if they can make him feel just like Tyler O'Connor last week, get to pressure, get on him, they can have a chance in this game. I'm not going to say not a, I'm not going to sit here and go not a chance, not a chance like I did last year. Patty Kane has left the building. He's going to start his preseason games tomorrow. That's why he had to get on out of here, get to the UC. I just like I I, I like the Wolverines in this one and if they are able to get past Wilton Spates, or Spate, I should say, pardon me, if they can get past Wilton, next week will be another, it'll be a tougher opponent at quarterback because who do they got la- like next week? They got J- JT Barrett in the OSU Buckeyes. So, I mean, Wisconsin kind of proved me wrong last week. I don't think they proved me wrong this week. But it's going to be they they got to win some of these games so that they can get back. The only good thing about this week and next week, Michigan and Ohio State not in their side of the conference. So they can maybe lose one of these games and still get a chance to play for that Big Ten title game. Before we close up shop, before we get to Swanee's final thoughts, Brandon, is there anything we missed talking about this Wisconsin-Michigan game? I don't think so. I think we're going to see a very hard-nosed contest. I think that it's going to be a really good game. I'd like to think that it's going to be a good game, and hopefully it's going to be one of those Big Ten matchups that uh, people will be looking at it You know, years from now going, man, that was one of the best ones. Well, and you guys know what time it is before we close up shop. We do it every single week here on the Primetime Podcast. Swanee, I'm turning it over to you. Let's go with Swanee's final thoughts to end the show. All right, folks. So my final thoughts today. On Monday night, we had a debate on TV. Donald J. Trump, Hillary Clinton. And, and folks, you know, whichever way you lean, I think that we can all agree that in a debate, yes, it's going to, it's really going to be, it's going to be tough. A debate is a debate. People are probably going to disagree. That's why they're debating. One person's on one side, one person's on the other. But there's respect. There's got to be respect involved. That's what I always learned in school, especially with anything debate-wise, with anything, when, when, you're, when you're arguing, when you're in a discussion, you don't win by being the loudest. You win by having the facts. You win by being the most respectful. One thing last night was there was a lot of interruption from one side. And I I think that what we need to see for a country that needs to get to a better spot, get to a better place financially, get to a better place where more people have jobs, more people have opportunity, and this racial divide can end. People need to be able to talk about their platform. People need to be able to say more than just what you're going to do for business. Now, I know some people may say, Brandon, you sound a little biased on one side. Uh, No, I'm just trying to say when someone is asked a question, answer the question, explain your answer, and don't talk in circles. You may think that the American people are stupid. We're not as dumb as you might think. So moving forward, 
next debate. I hope that we have a little bit more facts and a little less immaturity. You know what I say, Brandon? Fuck it. Widmer Swanson, 16. Let's do it. <laughs> you, go, to the, go to the boots. Right in Widmer Swanson, 16. Let's, <laughs> let's make it. Or Swanson Widmer. Whatever. I, I'll let you be the vice. I'll let you be the vice. I'll let you be the, the presidente if you want to. Let's make it happen. I, I think we could do a better job than the two that we had. Because the one thing, and this is just my little thought, is I just watched the debate last night, the little bit I did, and I'm thinking... Man, South Park kind of hit it right out of the park. They hit it right out of the park with their first their first episode because basically it's a giant douche and a turd sandwich up there. But that's going to do it for the PTP this week, the Primetime Podcast. Let us know what you think of anything we talked about on today's show. Let us know what you think of F- Swanee's final thoughts talking about the debate this week. Hit us up on Twitter. Those are down in the description. You can find us on Patreon as well, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. You might be sitting there going, Ricky, I'm not seeing your wonderful face. I want to see that wonderful mug of yours. You want to see that wonderful mug. You got to help us out a little bit so that we can do the cool stuff for you. Because I would love, tell me, trust me, I would love to do the cool stuff for you. But thank you guys for checking out this podcast. I hope you had a good time. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.